Hey Caramel. Hey Mocha. Hey Coffee Mates. Hey guys, this is episode nine. Possibly. Possibly up in there. Um, in this episode, we are discussing healing and all it takes to heal and where you guys may be on your healing journey and where we may be on our healing journey. Um, so DJ Baby Rave. Where do you think you, you are? <laughs> um, Where do you think you are on your healing journey? Um, I think the healing journey is it has different stages, and um, I think that the healing journey is always ongoing. I think that you're always healing from it, um, something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the my most recent thing that I'm healing from is my mom. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm finally in a stage where I'm like ready to forgive mm-hmm. um but i also think that like i have to be cautious with that um i have to like I, I i realize i'm the type of person who will forgive you if you mean a lot to me but then like i'll try to make myself forget what you did to me mm-hmm. and then it'll put me in a fucked up situation mm-hmm. so i think like with her i have tried to forgive her several times but she always reminded me why I can't forgive her. So mm-hmm. I think that now it's like, okay, I'm not forgiving her for her. I'm forgiving her for me mm-hmm. because it has caused a lot of toxic traits within me and a lot of, um, basically she's just been disturbing my peace and things that I've been doing. So like I reached out to her um, recently and I was like, hey, I'm graduating on this date, you know, show up, don't, whatever. There's no expectations with that. Um, whereas though, like before I wouldn't even dare to invite her to something because she would take the credit for my accomplishment. Mm. And then was just like, you know what? I really don't give a fuck. Like show up, you don't, whatever, boom, bada, bang, whatever. So like, I think right now that's the part of my life that I'm healing from. Whereas though, you know, that's the biggest part of my life that I need to heal from. So. With, your, with your mom. Yeah. With the, the drama with my mama. <laughs> and they always say save the drama for your mama. Where do you think you are? Well, in your stage of God. healing. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. Our special guest is back. Actually, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, we just went right into it. Yeah. Um, she joined us again for another episode. So let's welcome Ashley back. Her Instagram name is Simply Snatch, and she finds two fellas. Hi, hey guys. <laughs> um, healing journey is quite healing is. A very layered process mm-hmm. for sure so I mean it's you it's like forever evolving so I, I would say currently it's not so much of a struggle but I know this is still being a cultivated healing as far as seeing your parents as people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not looking at them for the title and what you mm-hmm. expect you know you don't mm-hmm. have much to compare your parents mm-hmm. to other than other people and mm-hmm. other people's parents mm-hmm. which you see on tv mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh you know take that layer of ex i guess what is it called expectations off of it yeah mm-hmm. trying to take the expectations off of it because it's like you come into this world and everybody has their traditional roles mm. that we kind of throw on. We throw on people. Mm-hmm. So we do have our expectations. Sometimes unbeknownst to you mm-hmm. or to the other person. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just what it is. So my healing has been, you know, sometimes you feel like you get the short end of a stick mm. for some situations. Mm-hmm. And I know me not having any children, but knowing, you know, I would want to have a child one day Mm -hmm. and how much 
energy I put in my own self with mm-hmm. being the best person that I can be, being an example, and knowing that children don't li- really listen to you. They watch how you move, you know what I mean? So when you're in a situation where you are very cognizant of that, mm-hmm. you're very aware and conscious about what you're doing and how it affects people who are impressionable, mm-hmm. when you have that realization and that mm-hmm. the gravity of that weighs heavy on you to see your parents not take that, that seriously and just moving out here like loose gooses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit can kind of fuck with you a little bit. So it's like I had to gravel with that. You know what? The way that I'm thinking right now is a generational thing. You know, the mm-hmm. people who came before us, their main focus was not, you know, helping yourself grow. And, it was surviving. To, you know, it was surviving. Mm-hmm. It was getting a good government job and being able to provide. You know what I mean? To retire. You ain't got nothing to worry about. The lights is on. And that's, that's all shit that's going to come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shelter is a big thing, but it's not everything. So it's like when you don't nurture the person and you don't put any... Um, value on those intrinsic things that are equally as important as providing mm-hmm. a roof over your head, you know, shit come up short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, uh, for me, I had to gravel with, you know what? That was them. They did the best that they can at that moment. And then it was like, well, did these motherfuckers do the best? Or they was just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not giving you a hard time to go. You just coasting through life. And I feel like you don't coast through raising somebody and bringing mm-hmm. somebody up you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you're not showing somebody the way then you're showing them what you're doing you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like i felt like i never had that person parent parental figure to be like hey this is what i'm doing and this is how you like you really need somebody to hold your hand mm-hmm. to guide you through life and i think i did a lot of my heart lessons and own. some fundamental things on my own or learning from my friends or outsourcing <laughs> and out seeking and i really had a lot of animosity and resentment against my um I my parents talking. because of that but since i think like okay so um those of you who don't know who didn't listen to the other episode me and ashley are cousins and I think that, like, with our family, like you said, they did the best they could with what they knew. And I think that, like, it's generational things. Allegedly, like- yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's still healing, guys. She's not ready to accept the fact nah. that they, you know what I mean? <laughs> not that evolved yet. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, like, you have to, like, like, for us, like how you were saying, like, you saw things you wanted to change through, like, your friends or, like, TV or whatever. And that's the same for me. But, like... At some point, someone had to teach our parents that and teach, you know, mm-hmm. what, what was what it was. So, like, they knew what they knew because they of what they were taught. Yeah, better. what they were taught. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, maybe they were taught that and maybe during those times that they were brought up that, mm-hmm. like, that was acceptable to, you know, be a half-assed person or whatever. Like, doing the bare minimum. But you have to think we're a younger generation than them. So, like... Um, Not even younger. We're more aware. Yes, very we're more aware. aware. Very we're, more yes, conscious. And... We we know what's acceptable and like we discuss our hurt and our pain ways though back in the day. That shit you don't mm-hmm. talk about that shit. So if like if it ain't pretty, shut it up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Put a so bow on it. They they think that it's normal. So for them to hurt us the way that they hurt us is like okay, like I've they been doing that shit too. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh I've been through it, it's a rite of passage basically to them. So it's just you gotta take that into accountability as well, but uh, but that doesn't excuse the shit that they did. It doesn't excuse the behavior. It doesn't excuse the hurt, the pain, or anything. It's just you have to see shit for what it is. I and remember I, Kirk had said that on the last one of them episodes when he was like, 
how us as a culture, as black people, we're not, we're taught to be emotionally unavailable technically. Mm -hmm. We're taught to be like, hush, don't say that. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Don't don't feel that. We're taught. We're literally from from slavery. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> from slavery, and I hate talking about slavery, but from slavery, we're turned to we we're taught to hush. Don't do that. Don't say that. And we're taught to downplay who we are as, as people. Yeah, and like this makes me think. Like I will never forget this. So I have a brother who has Down syndrome, and I used to work at a market, and this kid he had autism was screaming in the market like going off mm -hmm. and to me i was okay with that because i'm used to you mm -hmm. know that type of environment and the kid was white and all the white folks was like oh it's okay he has autism da, 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 da. but i remember a time when i was i would go out in public with my brother and if he would do something like that i would feel ashamed like mm -hmm. don't look at him don't you know because it it wasn't normal and that wasn't mm -hmm. that was something that like we didn't discuss in my family like I didn't know my brother had a problem until I was older. Like, I didn't know that he was slow or, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So, like, going out in public with him, my friends and, well, they weren't my friends, but my classmates when I was in elementary and middle school used to make fun of him because they weren't aware of, you know, mm -hmm. what he had. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was different or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, when you go into the white communities or whatever, it's just... Oh, you know, because it's they, they can openly be themselves. Exactly, and we can't. Can. And then that's just—that's <laughs> another thing I was saying. Like, in when I said on the last episode, my aggression towards the the white guy, mm -hmm. it was just like maybe I was aggressive because I didn't feel comfortable in that situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was because we were in a place where it was heavy populated with white people and there's maybe two or three blacks in there. Mm -hmm. So like I'm not kicking it with my friends. Like the homegirl I was out with, she was white. So she You felt like you was cold switching almost kind of sorta mm -hmm. a little bit. Maybe I mean I just, not even that. I just felt like I had to put my guard up. I couldn't mm. be myself. Like I had to first of all and I, I and I feel like this every time I'm natural. Like when I say natural I mean like my natural hair, my and I was pro black. We had just had a assembly at school so I had on black social work matters shirt. I had on all black. I had my afro. And I was just feeling like proud to be black. But in that moment when I was at the table with all those white people, I felt like I had to defend myself and, and explain to them like who I am. Mm. Because you have this white girl next to me who is dressed. She's not even dressed up. She just jeans and a shirt. Well, I'm like dressed up kind of, sort of. But I got my afro or whatever, my curly hair, whatever out, my natural hair, and she has her slick, slick, oh, excuse me, her silk sleek hair or whatever. <laughs> <Her> silk sleek hair. <laughs> and I don't know, like, it was just like, like, I had to, I was questioning who I was as a person, like, oh, is it okay, was it acceptable for me to be yourself, in this, you're right, myself, <laughs> in this restaurant right now, mm -hmm. like, I have to, I feel like when I'm around white people, I'm always constantly thinking about and that's something we gotta heal from we gotta yeah. we got to be comfortable with who we are no, we can't yeah. we can't dumb ourselves down and i know me personally i know mm. i have one thing i'm learning is i used to be like i'm either zero or 100 i have to learn to be 50 percent. i really do i can't i then that for me i flick them back on it's kind of childish because i because that's literally my personality i'm either all the way up or i'm all the way down i can't give you no in between but i had to learn how to be in between but another thing I had to learn how to do was be myself and not be uncomfortable in places where I'm naturally uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Because I it it learned, it, it, I, it taught me to grow because I always would cold switch. I would 
talk a certain way or I would Yes, I felt like I had to use be like, a certain have a deep intellectual mm-hmm. conversation with them. And I was like, bro, I just wanna rest. I just wanna drink. I just wanna be stressed <laughs> out over this fucking paper. Like let me and it, I was beating myself up in the inside and I'm just like why can't I be comfortable around you? Like, why do I... I felt like I needed your approval. That's what I felt like in that moment. Like, I needed those white guys' approval. Like, why are you coming over here? Like, and then I started, like, analyzing shit. Like, mm-hmm. are you approaching me, talking to me, because I'm with this other white girl, and you're really interested in her, but it's more of you guys. You were so, more you so know on defense, it sounds mm-hmm. like, than anything. You weren't relaxed in the beginning. So, from the beginning, it was going to be a, my name is this, because you was feeling... Blackity black and I'm black, right. y'all. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning, it was I'm black but and no, I'm proud. But, even, even, but no, that's not when I walked in. I was like I'm black and I'm proud, but I was chill. I was chill. I was like, yeah, give me this. Yeah, oh, this is good. We talking, and then they just the three white men came walking over, sat down. I'm just sitting here, and I instantly put my head down into the food. Like I can't look in the master in his eyes. That's what I felt like. Like that's- I legit. Like, scary. That is it, genetic. It, it's scary. That is in it's your genes scary. It's because shit. I don't because think I, nobody I taught us that. I instantly went down like this into my phone and then I looked up and then he was staring at me and I was like, oh my God. And then I looked at her and she's oblivious to what the fuck is going on and how I just like went inside you myself. You shrunk yourself. I did. And I was just mm, like, you went into your sunken place. It frustrates me. But you know, I only do that with white men. I don't do that with these white bitches. I let the white bitches know. I'm black. I'm proud. This is who I am. Give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, da da da. But with white men, it's just like something is just, it shrinks me. And it's not. Have it's, you ever talked about it in therapy? Nah. Because that, that's. I always talk about how Not I'm weird, white but it's, I've never heard. I mean, no. I have, but it's kind of like you don't do it for white women, but you do it for, for white, white men. men. So you need to figure out. Why is it, it? It could be like the master complex, though. Like thinking that trying to yo, this, this shit is in our DNA. It's coded in us to just be like that's master. Even when we joking though, we do it. Like look at mask, cause I do it. I joke. I look at master, but it's in our genes and it's in our DNA to just be like either that or the colorism thing. That's us. That's us all the way. Yeah, they created it. They they did. They they created it. They they made it. They, they put their stamp on it. They made us fight each other, but that shit is ingrained in us so bad to fight one another and so bad to shrink ourselves and so bad to look at them as massive. We really have to learn to not look at them that way, even in a joking aspect because it belittles us mm-hmm. and it, it shrinks us and it, it demeans us and it 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 feeds those voices that, that Ashley was talking about earlier. It feeds those, I'm not good enough. I don't belong. Because you belong wherever you plant your fucking feet. And we all are equal. <laughs> we are all equal. And guess what? It's some things that we can do that they can't and vice versa. But guess what? We all bleed the same blood. And that's, I, I, know well, I don't know what they bleed. I know I bleed blood, but... It's just, I don't know, like, in that moment, it kind of, like, thinking about it and talking about it, it's just, like, processing it all. It's just, like, I did that a lot. And I remember um, in one of the podcast episodes, I was talking about how I had a big sister. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't on the podcast. No, it was, like, the big brother, big sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she took me to this restaurant with full of white people. And Mm -hmm. it's just, like, I instantly felt uncomfortable. And you didn't want to go with her no more. Yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, and I stopped. Because you're not used to. Yeah, but it's just, You can't predict what's going to happen. It creates a level of angst. You know what I mean? And uncomfortability. 
So, and like she said, sometimes you just got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. the only way to get through it is to actually be in it and get through and it. And they might not even know if you show it. But if you had sat there and ate your food and laughed with them and, and fought, like still felt that uncomfortable. It's not fought through it, but felt it. Because our emotions are meant to be felt and mm-hmm. we don't feel them. We either let them control our actions or we try to dismiss them. We don't feel through them. So, our emotions are meant to be felt. So, just feel through them like... Like when you get cold or you feel chills, you don't try to take the chill out. You just feel it. Oh, that feel funny. It feel weird. And then it goes away. It's the same thing. Except they're like, oh, I feel fucking uncomfortable as shit. And then at the end of it, once you done been yourself and you left, you feel like, oh, shit, I can sit with them any motherfucking time. That wasn't time. that bad. It wasn't even that bad. And I yeah, got something to drink I and I ain't even acting fucking food. <laughs> and they cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they did not say nigga. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was just the younger guys, cause like with older white men, I'm comfortable with shit with the old white men. Like I let them. Oh, she's very specific with her fucking healing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, cause I just think about like how when I go out to house to Nacho Mama, and I like the white men love me. Old white men love me. They stay by me. Girl, they love them. they love black women. Period. Yes. The so old, just, the old yeah, sugar so daddy. Like age I don't know what it is about the young one. I don't know what what bothers me about white young men. It just be like. This is why I can't date y'all. It's because I, I I would be damned if I ever feel like I gotta trick myself the entire. No, no. Like I want to be comfortable with you. Like I want. But what if it? But it sounds like it's just you shrinking yourself. So what if you meet somebody and they not shrinking you? You shrinking you and you putting that into I, the atmosphere. I, I, listen, Even though I, you ain't listen, gonna be. Listen, I know. I ain't no white man. That I know. I'm just ain't, saying. He ain't God. Ain't sending that one for me. You don't. You, you don't, don't know. know. God ain't sending <laughs> no white man for me. I you might. Meet your man in Thailand. Stop playing. <laughs> I don't know if Thailand going to be on for this coronavirus. I just got to update from Carol, just... Yeah. No, because you can't fly into China and my layover is in China. Mm. Yeah, so... They're just going to change your, change your layover. Girl, you'll be alright. But, um, so, and I was looking up... Get off, stupid. I was looking up, like, the definition of healing and I don't know which one of you has said it, but it says um, healing is the process of the restoration of health from an unbalanced disease, damage, or unvitalized organism. The result of healing can be to cure the cause of a health challenge, but one can grow without being cured or or, or heal without a cure. So I think it was Ashley that said um, it's an ongoing process. And it says that um, you can grow without a cure. Meaning healing can't be cured. Healing it's can be how you can manage. Yeah, it's it's everlasting. Mm-hmm. So it was another post that was saying like, um, I'm tired of a life of trauma. Will I ever heal? And then she, the person was like, Apparently, healing is a lifetime. Uh, is is for a lifetime. You'll never because it's always it it's because... always something that you're going to have mm-hmm. to heal from. And I think that like, and I, the reason why I think it's ongoing is because like I've been healing from my mom for a long time. Like I see aspects of like things that she did to me in my daily life or different um, stages in my life, and I'm like, okay, I thought I healed from that, mm-hmm. but I'm not healed from that. Like. My mom played a big part in like my relationship with men and how I viewed myself mm-hmm. with men. That's why. So like, mm-hmm. it's always so I know I'm always gonna you know heal from that. But I feel like at this stage in life, I'm getting some type of closure from myself where I'm not allowing the shit that she said or did to me to affect 
how I go on in life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I will always be like, okay, this hurt me, and I'm this way because of this happened to me. Now it's more so like, okay, shit, you need to take accountability. Like, she, yes, she did some fucked up things, and yes, she went to go get counseling for it, but how are you going to grow from this? How, why mm-hmm. are you keep allowing someone like her to have an excuse in your life from you growing and mm-hmm. stopping you from being who you were? Like, and my sister said that. She was like, I know you grown because it was a point where, like, you would not talk to her. Mm-hmm. You would not call her mom. You would, you know. So my sister, she kind of, like, she me and her are the same, but we're different. Mm-hmm. So, like, my sister is my baby. Like, that's my baby. Like, she gets on my fucking nerves, but that's my baby. And, like, we could be having real ass conversations about, like, shit that happened in our family. And it's like, my sister was more aware of shit than I thought she was aware of, like, than I knew. So it was like, oh, so you were around doing this and that. Because me and my sister, for a long period of time, we didn't grow up in the same household. Because my sister was raised by my mother, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. My sister didn't come until, like, to be around me until she was, like, maybe 10, 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, at, and during that time, I was a teenager. And I didn't want, I was used to being the only child for real. Like, not the only child because I had my brother, but mm-hmm. nobody paid attention to my brother. It was all about me, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he had Down syndrome and, you know, they didn't really know how to deal with him. So it was just me. Me, 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 me. Like, I grew up as if I was the only child for real. So bringing her, when she came along, it kind of changed the dynamic of the family. And then it kind of like brought resentment between me and her. And, um, I didn't realize how much she resented me. Like, she knew that I couldn't stand her growing up. Like, growing up because we had to share things and I went from being the only child or whatever. But I didn't know that my sister needed to heal from me until um, her senior year um, of prom. She was getting ready for prom. So, no, back to rewind a little bit to give you a little bit of backstory. Um, me and my sister didn't get along for a long period of time. Like, we couldn't stand each other. We hated each other. We used to always fight. We would fight like we were bitches in the street. And, um, so we wouldn't talk. Like, we didn't have that sisterly bond or whatever. And when she reached out to me for her junior prom, it shocked the hell out of me. Like, it shocked the hell out of me. Like, I'm like, why are you reaching out to me? Like, we don't even like each other. Like, but I didn't know that she looked up to me and valued my thoughts and, you know, she was proud of me. I didn't know that. Like, me and my sister could not, when I say we could not stand each other, I mean, we could not stand each other. So when she reached out, that shocked me. So then that brought us closer together. And what brought us real close was her senior prom, her senior year. She invited me to, like, the mother-daughter, um, some type of shit they had at her school or whatever. But I took it as, you know, she don't fuck with her mother and she don't want to be there alone. So, of course, she would invite me or whatever. So, I was like, all right, I'm going to go, whatever, spend some time with her, whatever. And she, when we were sitting at the table, I was like, um, I was looking at her. I was like, damn, I'm the only young person here. They probably thinking you my child and all that. She was like, well, I really am your child. Like, you, you know, whether you know it or not, like, I look up to you. I, um, you know, I respect you and all this other stuff. And then she was saying, like, Growing up, I was very jealous of you, and I was very, um, I hated being called your little sister. Like, you were the pretty child, and everyone knew you were pretty, and um, you just had so much going for you, and nobody, like, cared about me. Nobody, you know, said I was ever pretty when I was growing up, and then you telling me that I was ugly, re, you know, reinforced that. And then that made me look at myself like, oh, my God, like, I did to my sister what my mother did to me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
and um, but unknowingly yeah. yeah and it was just like i was just saying it just to be mean to her like you know because she was annoying me and she was like everybody would say how pretty you were and you um my friends would always talk about how they wanted to date you and they would always say your sister raven the one with the dimples by her eye she's so pretty and that and she and then my sister is darker than me so then that where that colorism came in with the both of us because i'm lighter than her and they'd be like oh you light skin and it was just like she was like it it took a lot for me to heal from there or whatever and i was just like I, like the healing process when i think about it like i was always healing from someone else but i never knew that like someone had to heal from me from mm-hmm. things that i did mm-hmm. and i was just like damn like i created this complex with my sister like you know joking jokingly with her like so now i'm more cautious of what i say to her and i'm more cautious of what i say to my little cousins because i kind of did the colorism things with them too because one of them i'm really really close with like i see her every day well, almost every day she come over when she wants to like we're really close and people think that she's my child um and she's more of a lighter complexion ways though the darker one she's jealous of the relationship me and her have but i really want to have that relationship with her but i can't because her mother's stupid as fuck so it's just like i, I can't i can't deal with you because i can't deal with your mother mm-hmm. and i feel bad for that but like one day we went out to go, I went to take the little ones, the, the I don't want to say the light-skinned ones, but the light-skinned ones out for ice cream or whatever. And that's racist. Ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't like, oh, let me take the light-skinned out this day, let me take the dark Oh, but that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, fuck you. Let me tell you the story. So, I only took them out because they lived closer to me than what the other one did. Oh, and so we was so we went out to go get ice cream and i felt bad i was like i want her to be here or whatever and i saw a facetime her and she felt the type of way she was like oh you out with them and i was mm-hmm. like and we joking or whatever and i don't know how the you conversation fucked up with that facetime sis you <laughs> I fucked don't know. up <laughs> so yeah. i was like i don't know how this i don't know how we got on to it but i was like this is a light-skinned thing this is us light-skinned people hanging out oh my and god crying and then her mother was like well fuck you the dark-skinned <laughs> bitches over here chilling i was like i don't care what the light-skinned people got ice cream and it was just wow. a, it was a joke to to the adults, but to the kid, it was just like you don't you know understand the like, yeah. you're creating monsters is instilling because now but, y'all gotta deal with that when they get older. But oh, we know now. Oh, I know now. But like it just to uh, me, it wasn't. It was just natural to do that. And then I was just like, now when I talk to her, I gotta. I'm more cautious of what I say to her. I'm more cautious of how like my interactions with her and stuff like that and i try to you know bring her into like different things that we do and stuff like that because it, it really felt like to her she was telling me to her it really felt like light skin versus dark skin like i would hang out with my light skin cousins more than i would hang out with her but it had nothing i promise you it had nothing to do with the color skin it had everything to do with her mother um mm. so that was that but now that baby got a heal from that lord <laughs> jesus she got hit from a lot of shit. So she's a part of this family. So she got trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma she healing from right now. Um and then but it wasn't just me. It was and then it like that with her, like her brother is light skinned, like light bright, like lighter than you. And I'm something brown. he used to huh? I'm brown. Crazy. Um He he used to call her blackie. the first thing he would be like, Blackie! <laughs> Like, it was funny as shit, though. <laughs> like, it was fucked up, I hate but, it. like... I hate it. hate it everything was, about it. It was funny, and it wasn't, like... Because her father and her brother are black dark skin, so that's where she get her dark complexion from. But, like, that's the first thing he would say to her would be, Blackie! 
And like he he realized how fucked up that was now, and he stopped. But it was just like, damn, we fucked that shot up before she even had a chance. So, with her complexion wise, like her. Yeah, she's color beautiful. Color. She is. She look way better than the light skin bitches. They're all equal. They are all equal on any playing field. Don't don't play with my children like that. They are all equal. They're all no. My cousins are gorgeous. Don't fucking play with them. They're gorgeous. Especially the brown one. When I I, 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 they're all gorgeous. I wanted a dark skin baby. I don't know why. I ain't gonna say I don't know why, but I wanted my son to be. I wanted him. I wanted a chocolate baby. I did. I want chocolate. I wanted. and my mother was like, you know that baby not going to be chocolate, right? I was like, why not? I don't know. His dad's dark. She was like, that baby not going to be chocolate. He he's going to be brown skin, maybe, but he ain't going to be chocolate. I really wanted a chocolate baby. Because I got I got picked on for being light-skinned. Because I was the only light-skinned cousin. And all my cousins are. And they all pretty as fuck. They really pretty. Like, one of my cousins, she's so pretty. And she got chocolate skin. But... They used to pick on me for being light skinned. I was the only light skinned one. So when I had a baby, I was like, I hope my baby be dark skinned so I don't get picked on. And that's weird. That's weird because I'm not old as fuck, but I'm older saying this. He's only two. I had him when I was 25. So even at that older age, saying I want a dark skinned baby because I don't want him to get picked on for being light skinned. But I don't even understand how being dark skinned is still hard in itself. Right. Being darker, especially as a man, being darker. I want to interject there. I feel like, from what I see, I'm I'm not a man. I don't know what men experience. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like dark skinned men have it a little easier. Because I feel like (laughs) when you think of a guy, people, I just feel like they have a little easier. Okay, let me just say that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like as a black woman, I feel like growing up, my best friend, um, she's lighter complexion than me. And all the fucking niggas loved her. They was like, oh, she light-skinned. She pretty. Because it's, it's a color complex. And it was just like, That's but why. me, I'm like... I'm prettier than her. Why am I not? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to heal from that. that. And that's and why you like, felt like that when you were sitting in them ball with them white people. You felt inferior then and you feel inferior now. You need to let that shit go. Like, she God probably me. wasn't prettier. It's just because she was light-skinned. Exactly. And just, the bitch was just light-skinned. And I'm you see that her. black men are starting to date white women now, too. So she oh. was just closer to white. That's all it was. I think when you're in school, when you're young like that, you don't. They just doing what they see, see on, or what yes. somebody else can tell. It's not. Yeah, really but that shit has an effect on how they really Yes, it does. But as you get older and you grow into your own, you kind of see things for what they are. It's some black ass motherfuckers with sexy shit. It's oh, some old pale old uncrail chicken uh, <laughs> light people. <laughs> That are sexy, and then you learn to value things more than what the appearance is. Mm-hmm. So you can be with a whole ugly ass motherfucker, but if he good on the inside and he treats you is good. sexy, and he's gonna get some of this. So hello, yeah, hello. <laughs> hello. That shit is all thinking about the complexion and what they look like and how they treat you. Right. As kids, we don't care about how somebody treats you. We only care right. about just like when you go into a store and buy chips. Ain't nobody getting the name brand, sh- the off brand shit. They getting the the real shit. With they when money. you realize that them <laughs> select and them Sam's choice. Hello? Just taste the taste the But it's cheaper, my nigga. Especially them Fruityos. The Fruityos is actually sweeter than the fruit. That's going too far. Oh! Not with the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the cereal, my nigga. See, that's right skin people show. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Actually, <laughs> actually, actually, somebody dark skin told me that, and mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying they're confused. That my my, <laughs> my best friend ex boyfriend was the one who said, "No, nah, them was better." And I was like, "Yeah, they is kind of hitting." I'm just saying they don't get they don't get soggy as fast as the breakfast cereal. I don't eat cereal anymore. That's that brown skin people shit. She mm-hmm. she brown. She like a doodle. <laughs> but. You would want one, like, hmm. Bitch, uh, don't, don't, don't attack me. Oh, okay, healing. I'm not guys. trying to be healing. toxic, okay? Oh, wow. Healing. Uh, You said something about your relationship with your mom as far as, why you look that way? Is somebody over there? No. What the fuck? I just tense up when we talk about my mom. Scared, okay. You, oof. Oh, I'm scared. Here on your back. You said, <laughs> you oh, said bitch, something. You're no longer welcome back, okay? About your mom and... It made me think about my mom because I know me and her had a strenuous relationship. And she used to, I used to tell her she said things and she'd say, I never said that. And I would mm-hmm. be like, yes, you did. And I watched her literally with my eyes do the same thing. Well, I watched her and my grandmother go through the same thing. She said, Ma, you used to do this. And my grandmother said, I never said that or I never did that. And then I looked at her, I said, mm. You told me the same thing. And I actually took my, well, I told you this, I took my mom to therapy with me. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot, what, what I learned was it was miscommunication. She was communicating to me because that's how she was communicated to you and she felt like that was okay. But I'm more sensitive than her. I'm, I'm, a, I'm really sensitive and she's, she's not as sensitive as me. She is, but she doesn't show it how I show it. So, she would, I would feel like she was attacking me and she wasn't, she was just talking to me, but I would feel attacked and backed into a corner and I would cry. And she would like, they always used to ask me, what's wrong with you? Why you cry so much? You're such a cry baby. I remember Mr. Watson? Mm-hmm. Stop, can you stop? Gross, anyway, he was fine. We was young and nasty, anyway. No. So, Mr. Watson, one Mr. day. Mr. Watson ass was fine. Don't shake your head like that, bitch. Because he was fine, tall, I was crying. Man. And Mr. Watson was like. What's his first name? I'll tell you later. I was crying. How and- she know his first name? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're friends on Facebook. Um, And he doesn't look the same. He looks. Anyway. um, I was crying. And he was like. Girl, what is wrong with you? Why, why you, you? Oh, I remember. I remember. You, you telling why you crying? Story. Why are you crying like that? What is wrong with you? Do you? Are you? He was like, Are you getting abused at home or something? And I was I like, I remember you telling me the story. On and the I just started crying, and he, I just broke down. He was like, What is? He was like, What? He's yelling at me like, What is wrong with you? And I'm just like, and then I, I like he's he calmed down. And he was like, "Look, I apologize. I just really want to know what's wrong with you. You come in here, and you cry every day. <laughs> every day you cry." And I was like, "I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know." Like every day I used to cry, but it's because of the relationship I have with my mother, and I he, I have healed from a lot of it, especially taking her to therapy with me. I've healed from it. We've had conversations, and we are like this. It's crazy because we were never like this, but we are like this now. It sucks that we look just alike, but she said that's why I feel like healing is forever ongoing because we I heal from everything, and then she said something stupid the other day, and it just literally made me feel how I used to how I used to feel. It made me feel that way. And I was like, damn, how you said I thought I healed from this. 
I was like, I thought I healed from this. And it wasn't that I didn't heal from it. It was because healing is ongoing and it was another wound that she created. And I was on the phone with my uh, son's dad and he was like, the trauma that we've put each other through and the trauma that we even put our son through, we now have to heal from it. Cause I had to get surgery and he told me not, he told me not to get, cause he's real like natural. He's, well, he's, he's from Ghana, um, born and raised. He only been in America. I don't know. Like you got no comments for that one. She, she took homeboy straight off the boat. How long <laughs> you been here? <laughs> he's, tw- he's 28. So he's been here like 10, years, 10, 10, 11 years, 11, 11, 12 years. So like, you got no they speak wow. Not racist. That's why they don't like us now. But they're not real black. He was like, um, he was like, all the tra- I'm calling the police. Cause this is mad. Do it again. Do it again. Not one This bitch is just rude. But um, no. They don't even talk like that. Oh, oh. Where's my fufu soup? Eh? See? Y'all can't oh. even, y'all can't even oh, do oh. the accent good. First of all, that's a Caribbean thing. Because I'm part Caribbean. The, that's Caribbean. She's doing that because I did it. <laughs> so she's like. Oh, he probably fucked it up for everybody. But yeah. She, but he's he's African. So like, not saying that that's why. But he's real like. She's trying to finish telling us about African. That's big. Like, healing. I'm, not, I'm trying to talk about healing. Y'all ain't healing me. Y'all creating wounds. Now I gotta heal from this. Now I, I don't know what that was. Was that a dart with you? She trying yes. to tranquilize it? Y'all, I wish y'all could see me in there. I'm going to hell. With gasoline drawers on. But, uh, no. Nah, I used to do this, do the same jokes. He hates me for it. But, um, he uh he was he was telling me not to get the surgery and to get acupuncture. Ooh, the little pins. Yeah, he was telling me to do that, which is supposed to help with your nervous system and your nerves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I'm just gonna get the surgery. What'd you get done? Um, I had cubital tunnel release. Type. No, it's in my elbow. Oh. So the stitches are down here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it affects the nerves in my hands. So this finger is numb. It's been numb since November. And then I went to sleep and I woke up and I thought I went to sleep on it wrong. So I was like, oh, it's going. And, I, and then like a few days later, I, it like it dawned on me, my motherfucking finger is still numb. What the fuck? So then I, I noticed it and I was like, I'm making an appointment. I'm making an appointment. Kept slipping my mind, slipping my mind. And then this finger started going numb. Like, you can't do nothing with it? No, I can. I just can't feel. It's numb. Like, numb. Like, 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 you can legit like when you fall asleep. Your finger and numb. Yeah. So, I uh, finally went to the doctor, and she, that bitch, she was like, I don't even know. I'm going to send you to the orthopedic surgeon. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So, they had to do a test. And this is, this trauma is not just like, Emotional, it's also physical, but they had to do a um, I can't remember. They had to do a nerve test on both my hands, and they found out it's in both my hands, so eventually I had to get this one done too. So that's why I might do acupuncture. But um, they stuck needles in my hand all the way down and they electrocuted me. So they did like electric shock, it's like a little thing, it has two rods, and they just stick it, and it's supposed to go and it makes your, your nerve jump. 
So they did that all the way down my arm to my elbow. And after the test, he was like, yeah, so, you know how doctors are. Uh, you want the good news or the bad news? And I'm like, nigga, just go to fuck it. But he was okay. like, you have severe nerve damage in your hand, in your elbow. There's a nerve being pinched. The nerves are dead. They're not going to grow back. Um, and that's what's causing, uh, that's what's causing your finger to be numb. You have nerve damage, pretty much. Somebody phone ringing. And, come on, sorry. <clears throat> I, I, okay. thought it was in my head. No, it's my. It's actually my son's dad. Oh, um, but <laughs> <laughs> he um he said I have to get the surgery because it's gonna like the nerves are dead. They're not gonna grow back. So I have to get it. And this one it was real severe, which is why my fingers were numb. This one is like moderate to severe. So they just put um he put a steroid in to slow it down. So that this can heal first before I get this one so that I'm not completely immobile. But I went to the doctor and I also thought I had lupus because... You came with your own diagnosis? No. My, no, no, no. I went, to, I went to my OB and I was telling her what was going on with me. Like, because I've been having like certain pains and certain symptoms. And she said, I'm not telling you that that's what this is, but this is what it sounds like. And she was like, but you need to go to your primary care because I'm just your OB. But this is, these are the symptoms, which it is. Because what I actually have and what lupus is have the same symptoms. I have fibromyalgia and they have the same symptoms as lupus. It's just like certain ones are different. Um, so I went to the doctor for this and for that and to come out I have nerve damage and I got a nervous system issue so yeah all that being said that's why I'm like healing is fucking ongoing cause now I gotta heal my body on top of healing my mind from this shit cause this shit is stressful because with the fibro shit it gives me migraines really really bad but I've always had them like it gives me migraines to the point where I can pass out or yeah, turn the lights out. Yeah, like it's like really, really bad. And I got medicine for it, but I don't take it until it's time for me to go to sleep. It helps me go to sleep. So it's like dealing with all that shit, and then dealing with this, and then having my son's dad. You know, that that whole situation with him is like. Not only am I are we like constantly healing from things that go on with our bodies and health things and learners because you know we not all till we change you know what we eat and stuff stuff is going to happen to us but like i just think every day about you know when you was talking about everything that was you know with your situation and then something start something going on with my uterus now too so it's like it's stuff that we are constantly healing from that it's like i don't even know how to heal from being in a relationship or having successful relationships with women and men like friend relationships intimate relationships and now i gotta heal my body so it's like god damn it's literally like you turn around and it's one thing like i went to the doctor for one thing and i left with three different things so not left with i ain't got the gift to keep on giving okay but i it's just stuff that's going on and it's like what the fuck is it ever an end to this shit is it ever like, am I ever going to be, am I ever going to wake up and my body feel fine, my mind feel fine? I just sometimes feel like, no, I'm going to always wake up and it's always going to be something. So I get when you feel like 
oh my god it's just the walls is closing in because i wake up and i literally be like all right what the fuck else but i had to train myself to be like no fuck it i'm gonna work through this i'm gonna get through this i'm gonna live through this especially with my son if i go if i go i ain't taking care of him okay Dakota. <laughs> you got you the noise. I'm editing this out. You motherfuckers is ignorant. Oh, oh. Hello. Hello. I should have answered for him so he could hear all this shit. But yes, in my healing journey, I'm Hello. You're petty. <laughs> That's not even how his mom sound either. No, oh. that's how oh. his mom sound. Hello. Eh? Oh, they also Nigerian, right? Oh yeah. You eh? don't like them. Yeah. Just kidding, y'all. But in my healing journey, I'm on. Hello. I'm I'm on the hello train. I'm hello. Hello. <laughs> Who? Yeah. This concludes no. this episode because we is never it's it's never ending. Yeah. Wait, one one more thing, just one more thing, and bring it back to the healing. Um, yeah, go ahead. Center. Oh. So, <laughs> currently on my healing journey, I've been learning how to supplement and to manage. So, whereas mm. though I feel like I did not get what I expect from my my mom and my dad, as far mm. as the guidance that I'm supposed to have, I outsource. So it's just like, you know, we have in our mind how we want things to be, mm-hmm. but if we know anything about life. Mm-hmm. It's nothing what <laughs> mm. we expect it to it's be, nothing. and you got to make the best out, out of what you have. The cars that we and don't, we got to deal it. We gotta you got to be it. confident in knowing that God's going to get you, give you whatever you need in order mm. to. To, for you to progress and to go mm-hmm. forth. So although I did not have that motherly, that guidance that to, to teach me about life and about being a woman, I do have really older girlfriends that I confide into mm-hmm. and they give me advice just like I'm their daughter or their aunt. So it's just like, yeah, I didn't get it from there, but I got it from somebody mm-hmm. else. So just to um, make amends with your expectations and mm-hmm. just... Let that fall off and mm-hmm. know that the chips will lie where they may. However, if you have a different, uh, a renewed mind about, you know what I mean? You're going to get it any means necessary. You'll find that the mm-hmm. resources and the It'll things that you want, you. they're right at your mm-hmm. fingertips. So they'll gravitate to you. But you have to be open to it. Mm-hmm. You got to put all those expectations away because things just don't work out the way you want to all the time. But mm-hmm. that's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. So when you have... A different perspective you'll be able to get the things that you need and it be from the places that you least expect mm. so i can end on that guys okay oh yeah hello i oh, just want to thank you guys for listening to episode 9 10 i'm not it's sure definitely not i'm not sure <laughs> but thank you guys for listening it's great some great gems again from everyone um we're gonna ignore mm-hmm. the ignorance right now. Um, I can't even do it. We're gonna ignore this shit in the background. But um, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. And subscribe. I'm leaving. Bye. Bye. I'm leaving. This is DJ Nasty Meek and Ravy Rave, and together we make the Flavor Coffee Podcast. Bye, Coffee Mate. Bye, Coffee Mate. <laughs>